It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, February 11th, 2022, the International Day of Women and Girls in Science. I'm Kelly Reese and this is the KVMR Evening News. Coming up, we have the California Report and regional news and weather before we turn our attention to the topic of the day, women and girls in science. We'll hear from local residents about their involvement in the sciences, including Felton Pruitt speaking to Nevada County's Deputy Public Health Officer, Dr. Glenna Trochet. We'll also discuss the importance of the United Nations General Assembly designating a day to the awareness of full and equal access and participation for women and girls in science. This is the California Report, and I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. With new COVID cases and hospitalizations falling fast in L.A. County, some outdoor mask restrictions may be lifted as soon as next week. In L.A., KPCC senior health reporter Jackie Fortier has the details. Now that the Omicron surge is rapidly receding, the number of people hospitalized with the disease has dropped below 2,500 for the first time since December in L.A. County. If the numbers stay that low for seven days... We anticipate being able to lift the outdoor masking requirements at outdoor mega events and childcare and schools later next week, hopefully by Wednesday. That's L.A. County Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer. She says if community transmission also continues to fall, the county could roll back its indoor mask requirement for vaccinated people in late March. Meanwhile, the state's indoor mask mandate expires next Tuesday, but L.A. County, Pasadena, and Long Beach health departments have opted to wait until fewer people are testing positive or eight weeks after vaccines have been made available for children younger than five. Those vaccines still need to be authorized by the FDA. For the California Report, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles. The state of California is suing electric car maker Tesla, alleging widespread racial discrimination and harassment at the company's auto plant in Fremont. KQED's Rachel Myro has more from our Silicon Valley desk. The lawsuit was filed by the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. It alleges hundreds of complaints paint a portrait of a hostile work environment where black workers were routinely confronted with racial slurs and discriminated against in job assignments, discipline, and pay. This is not the first lawsuit alleging toxic working conditions at Tesla, which also has a history of dust-ups with local and state officials over workplace issues. In a blog post, the now Austin-based company called the lawsuit unfair and counterproductive, as it focuses on alleged misconduct from between 2015 and 2019. For the California Report, I'm Rachel Myro. Tesla employs about 36,000 people in the state, 15,000 of them at its Fremont plant. Black workers make up about 20% of Tesla's factory workforce, but there are no black executives at the company. The California Board of State and Community Corrections met yesterday to discuss programs funded by Prop 47, a ballot measure passed by California voters in 2014 that may have reduced recidivism. KQED's Alex Hall reports. In addition to reducing penalties for certain crimes, Prop 47 also funded mental health services, substance abuse treatment, and other programs. And now, agencies that receive that money are seeing the results. Stacy Riley, a research data specialist with the board, says for most of the programs that received grants, recidivism rates were below 20 percent. And when you compare that to recently published statewide reconviction rates of 35 percent, 
These data indicate that participants who completed the program requirements may be less likely to recidivate. The state board says it will soon begin accepting proposals for a third round of funding. For The California Report, I'm Alex Hall. Support for The California Report comes from Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Stanford Healthcare. Alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area, now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. This week, our sister show, the California Report's weekly magazine, takes us to the outskirts of Oakland's Chinatown and to a place that produces thousands of handmade fortune cookies every day, each one a work of art. Izzy Bloom takes us inside the Oakland Fortune Factory to meet the mother-daughter duo connecting with their community through cookies. Alicia Wong and her mother, Jamin, have been working 20-hour days making unique cookies inspired by Lunar New Year. They're dipped in Belgian dark and Swiss white chocolate, and then they're decorated with gold pearls and sparkly red sugar crystals. That's Alicia, and she says to celebrate the Year of the Tiger, they've embellished some of their cookies with the Chinese character for Tiger. The Tiger is very special for me because it's my mother's year and the tiger really reminds me of my mom because she's a very determined, fearless woman who is very protective of her family. Jamin grew up in China, but she moved to the U.S. in 1999 and raised Alicia in Oakland. Jamin bought the business six years ago, and after Alicia graduated from college, she joined her mom in running the Oakland Fortune Factory full-time. And now, Alicia's taking it in a whole new direction, using the cookies to advocate for social justice causes, like Black Lives Matter. We had the BLM stenciled in gold on the cookie, and the insides were quotes of civil rights leaders to try to inspire discussion. And Jamin supports her daughter's activism, smiling warmly up at her as Alicia translates. She says, well, aside from trying to make money, you have to do something good for society. You have to do something good for others. Hear more of that story from the California Report magazine this weekend. Tune in on some public radio stations or download the podcast, the California Report magazine. You can also find the podcast for this, our daily show, wherever you get your podcasts. And finally this morning, four football players from the California School for the Deaf in Riverside will serve as honorary captains during the coin toss of Sunday's Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. The team had a record-breaking season as they were undefeated until losing in the Division II Finals. They had never made it to a championship game before this season. 
And that is the California Report for Friday, February 11th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin and Danny Bringer, with assistance from Seal Muller. Our producers are Mary Franklin Harvin and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Grau. Our director of news is Vinnie Tong. Our executive editor is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. Now let's take a look at regional news. The Union of Grass Valley reports Nevada Union English teacher Sadie Kinseth died Saturday at the age of 41. Kinseth, a 1999 Nevada Union alum herself, had taught at the high school since 2013. Quote, Her heart was incredibly large, and she had this compassion and reverence for every person that was lucky enough to talk to her, says student trustee Anthony Pritchett. A memorial for Kinseth is located outside of the Nevada Union High School Library. Monday, February 14th and Tuesday, February 15th, Labar Meadows Road between the city limits and McKnight Way will be subject to traffic control for street paving work. Construction will continue Wednesday, February 16th through Friday, February 18th on Freeman Lane between McKnight Way and Mill Street. Expect one-way traffic control at both work sites between 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. Now let's take a look at our regional weather this weekend. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, mostly clear with the low around 47, winds up to 20 miles per hour. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 78, and Sunday, sunny with a high near 77. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 24. Saturday, sunny with a high near 57, and Sunday, sunny as well with a high near 56. And down south in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, patchy fog between 3 and 5 a.m. with a low around 44. Tomorrow, patchy fog until 9 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 76. Sunday, sunny with a high near 76 as well. In 2015, the United Nations designated February 11th as the International Day of Women and Girls in Science to increase awareness of full and equal access and participation for women and girls in science, stating that the world needs women's leadership and equal participation in science and technology. This can seem a bit abstract until you hear stories like the one coming up. Nevada County's Deputy Public Health Officer, Dr. Glenna Troche, gives us an example of the significance of this awareness and this access for girls and women going into scientific fields. We're talking with Dr. Glenna Troche. She's Nevada County's Deputy Health Officer. Now, let's talk about STEM, which is S-T-E-M. That's Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. It's an acronym for careers in those fields, which traditionally haven't had a lot of women in them. So there have been initiatives over the decades to interest girls and women in entering those fields. And obviously you entered those fields a while back because you've been in the the health game for quite a while. You worked in Sacramento back, what, 10 years ago? I was the health officer in Sacramento County from 1999 to 2011. And I worked for Nevada County for several years, starting when Dr. Cutler was the health officer. Then in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I started working more hours for Nevada County as the deputy health officer. Well, there's a hashtag that's out there. It's a hashtag, break the bias. And it starts with imagine a gender equal world. 
Can you talk a little bit about this? Yes. I'm of the generation that grew up with people discouraging women from entering the STEM careers. It was thought that men were much better at math than women, that engineers should all be male. I still remember when I applied for medical school, one of my interviewers asked me why they should train me because I was just going to get married and quit medicine and have children. So that was the bias that existed when I went into medical school. That has changed over the years. Many more women are now in medicine than when I started my training in the 70s. And I think most of us recognize that everybody has individual gifts and it's really not gender-based, whether or not you're good at math or good at science. Lately, have you seen in your industry, in your area, in the health industry uh, here in Nevada County, is it pretty much an equal playing field now? That's hard to say. I, I, I don't want to speak for Nevada County, but in general, in the United States, the field is getting more level. It's leveling off. It's still not an equal field. When you take a look at, for example, the income of female physicians versus the income of male physicians, women still lag behind men in general. When you look at the higher paying specialties, they're still more male dominant. So even though the field is getting better, it's leveling off, it's not level yet. What could we do to change that? Well, I think continuing to encourage girls to go into any field in which they are interested in and encouraging boys to do the same without looking at genders, not making abilities gender specific, I think would be very helpful. That's hard to do. We all grow up learning certain gender roles. And although that has also improved, it is still quite ingrained in our culture. We've been talking with Dr. Glenna Trochet. She's Nevada County's Deputy Health Officer. We wish you the best. Thank you. The Nevada County branch of the American Association of University Women began awarding scholarships to local girls and women in 1946. Fast forward half a century and the focus shifted to girls entering the fields of science, technology, engineering, and math, with a scholarship specifically dedicated to girls in STEM. And in 2020, local scholarship recipients listed intentions to major in areas from neuroscience to biochemistry to mechanical engineering and architecture. In conjunction with their STEM scholarships, AAUW has also begun a program called TechTrek. I sat down with Martha Reese, the AAUW Nevada County Branch TechTrek Coordinator, to learn more about the program. Full disclosure, she is, in fact, my mom. TechTrek is a program that was started back in 1998, and the idea is to um, bring together girls during the summer between their 7th and 8th grade uh, to spend a week on a university campus where they explore a variety of fields of STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And during that time, they are also able to meet and spend some time with women in the fields of science and technology and engineering and math, the STEM fields. The, the idea is to bring these girls together and have other girls with whom they can share their enthusiasm and their interest in science when sometimes that's not the, the message that they get during the school year or during their, their lives. And it also exposes them to a lot of what the possibilities are and can envision themselves on a campus. The whole idea is if you can see it, you can be it. Tech Trek 
was started back in 1998 with one camp on the Stanford campus. And the idea was to bring together girls. It was, it was based on a uh, research report that was done by AAUW that showed that girls who had interest in science and math in the elementary grades started losing that interest during their middle school years and then went on and didn't take the, the tougher classes or the, the science and math classes in high school or then further on in college. Some of it is what we see and what what we see in movies, TVs, or whatever. And for the most part, there there have been reports and studies done where uh, girls have been asked to name a scientist or name an inventor, and they never name a, a, a female. It's always you know Alexander Graham Bell, or the, when they draw a picture of a scientist, it's always uh, a male scientist. So things are, things are improving, though. If you take a look at the Nobel Prize winners, <laughs> we're still. I think out of, and I don't know this the exact, I think out of a little over 600 uh, Nobel Prizes that have been awarded in the science fields over the years, around 20 are females. What do you say to people who argue the reason so many men have been awarded the Nobel Prize is because they're the ones who are creating these inventions or discovering these scientific revelations? I think you would be surprised at the number of women inventors who have created and invented things that you, you may not, not even think about. A good example of why they, they were overlooked, well, one of the things, I think they just did it. <laughs> and they weren't, I don't know that they, they worried about the patents as much, maybe, but I think they were also overshadowed by men. I mean, it was the, it was the time and, and men were in control of a lot of the things. Uh, an example that I always find interesting is the whole discovery of the structure of the DNA and the fact that the Nobel Prize went to the three men who received it, but there was a woman, Rosalind Franklin, whose role was instrumental and actually she was the only one of the of the four of them that had a degree in chemistry but it was uh, using her x-ray crystallography that they were able to get an image of the the helix itself and so they knew what they were working with she was not originally given the Nobel Prize uh, later after much controversy and that once after she had passed away and she was recognized you know that was well after the fact up next, we hear from Tiana Dummett, a senior at Gadoti Early College High School in Grass Valley and former participant in the Tech Trek program. Dummett sat down with us to speak about her experience in the science fields. I'm honestly interested in almost all areas of science. Math is actually one of my favorite subjects, and I've been tutoring that since I was a sophomore. I'm also really interested in environmental science and climate science because I think it's really cool how we can use science to build a more sustainable climate. So I'm going to be graduating this spring and I'm planning to attend a university in the fall, hopefully one of the UCs, but I'm not totally sure where. And I'm going to be majoring in either physics or climate science, depending on what school I end up going to. Do you feel like Throughout your education, you've been supported in your interest in the science and encouraged in your interest in the science, or has that come from kind of just yourself? So yes and no, I feel supported because growing up, I did have a lot of support. Um, my dad is actually a science teacher, so I was always encouraged to go into STEM, and I did have amazing teachers who have helped me out and 
I've learned a lot along the way, but also just being a woman in STEM, I have been underestimated a lot and meant to feel like I wasn't good enough. So it's definitely been hard in that aspect. I would say a lot of times when I tutor math, especially more advanced math classes, most of the people that I tutor are men and most of them are older than me too. And I do get underestimated a lot by them and honestly just not taken seriously at all. And sometimes that just doesn't feel very good, but I've learned to kind of ignore it and learn that I am capable despite what they say or think about me. There was one time in middle school where I did have a very direct comment from a classmate said something like, oh, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, they're all men for a reason. So that was really offensive, but most of the time it's a lot more indirect. It was the United Nations who created the International Day of Women and Girls in Science in 2015. And in their kind of press release for this year, they wrote about a UNESCO science report that says 33% of researchers in science are women, but women make up 45% of science bachelor degrees and 55% of master's degrees mm -hmm. in the science. When you hear statistics like that, does it seem discouraging or does it more seem, you know, those are things we need to remedy? Mm -hmm. What do you kind of think when you hear things? I definitely think that this is something that we can improve to work on and through education and inspiring other young women, we can really help to fix this problem. Can you talk a little bit about the Tech Trek program? Yeah, so when I was going into eighth grade, I got invited to attend Tech Trek, which is a week-long camp to inspiring young women in STEM fields. And for me, it was at UC Davis. And I met the most incredible, like-minded girls who I'm actually still friends with today. And I will say it's one of the most fun weeks of my life. And we got to do a lot of hands-on activities like building robots and we got to learn how to do stitches and we got to explore the UC Davis vet lab and overall it was just a really amazing experience and I'd recommend any young woman interested in STEM to look into it. When you're at programs like Tech Trek or surrounded by people your age, do you ever talk about gender disparity in science or does that not really cross your mind or come up that much in discussion? Sometimes we do talk about it because it is something that we can relate a lot to as women, but I do feel like it's a lot more safe and more encouraging of a learning environment when it's women just supporting each other. Has the thought of facing any kind of discrimination ever been a deterrent to you choosing your major in college or your future profession? It's definitely made me question if I'm doing the right thing, if it's going to be bad because maybe I'll be outnumbered. But overall, I've pretty much been confident with my decision that I can do good in STEM because it is something that I really love. And I'm really passionate about bringing more women to this. And I want to be an advocate for that. When you think about possibly being in a workplace where you are outnumbered, how does that make you feel? I would say for the most part, my passion overrides it. But it is definitely something that might be a bit scary for me in the future.
would a workplace that maybe had in their mission statement, they specifically were attuned to gender discrepancies in the sciences, or maybe you would be working under a female boss as opposed Mm -hmm. to a male boss, would that seem more inviting to you? Yeah, I think that would definitely be more inviting because I would want to feel supported no matter where I am. And I don't think that anyone should have to not feel supported or to feel like people are against them and their work. So definitely, yeah. I think that scientific fields definitely need to work on being more inclusive to people from all backgrounds. That's our newscast for this Friday, February 11th, 2022. 30 minutes is just not enough to hear everything these fascinating women and girls in science have to say. You can head over to our website at kvmr.org or wherever you get your podcasts to listen to their full interviews. KVMR gets support from Sweetland Garden Mercantile, North San Juan, offering organic gardening materials, hardware, PVC, and Dave Wilson and Felix Gillet bare root trees. Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5. 292-9000, sweetlandgm.com, dig it. And The Pizza Joint, offering New York-style pizza with fresh ingredients by the slicer pie, plus other Italian specialties, salads, and local beer. Open daily for takeout, Commercial Street, Nevada City. Thepizzajointnc.com. Stick around, coming up at 6.30, we have the California Report magazine. Then at 7, we have Democracy Now! with host Amy Goodman. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. Thanks for listening. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off.